Hold up. Let me just um let me clear my throat. And you know that's gonna be the start thing, right? Alright, good. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Two Black Nerds. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing all right, Romeo. How are you doing, fam? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, my name is Romeo Kuyangana, for those who don't know, and on the other mic is... Ihan Yekachuku. And actually, before we start recording this episode, I just want to say shout out to Notre Dame class of 2015. Ooh, Y'all made ooh. it. You know, welcome to the Notre Dame alumni family. So... It's okay. Don't be scared about the real world, man, because it gets better, and you have a whole lot of new opportunities ahead of you. But it anyways... It definitely gets better. Oh, like, quick mention. So I was, uh, I had the chance to attend uh, graduation for the like, uh, for the class of uh, electrical engineering yesterday, and one note behind that I'm going to say is that when you sit back in graduation speeches, once you're like, once you have took time to just participate in society you realize that it makes way much more sense. Everything they say makes way more sense like once you're out of college than when you just graduated. Yeah, because you probably get to experience what they're talking about and you're exactly. like, oh, it's like, that's what he means, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what you meant that one time when you were saying, oh my god, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. So, I don't know, it was really good. It was really reinvigorating to go but there and just like, Gave me another another kick in the butt to trying to do awesome things, you know. Uh, I while I'm out here, you that know? motivation. Yes, grind. sir. Um, so, without further ado, Ihai, I'm gonna let you introduce the topic du jour. All right. So, for the topic du jour, we got the what you've all been waiting for. We're gonna talk about our thoughts on the um, whole minorities and tech situation and. Diversity in general within the tech industry. Yeah. So I guess to start it off, I think it's really important to visit this issue and talk about it because, as you know, two black nerds, kind of obvious, but racial diversity is something that really isn't being answered as much as it could be within the tech industry. I mean, I wouldn't say when it's not being answered, it's not being addressed as aggressively as it should. Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in the way, and like the reason um, I'm making that claim, or we, well, more specifically myself, mm-hmm. is making that claim is because if you're to go to any general blog post about diversity in the tech industry, right? I always make sure whenever I open up blog posts nowadays, I just do a command F, open up the search box, I type in black, and I'm just like, okay, like one or two search results, and then I erase it, and I'm like, hmm, Latino, <laughs> okay, like you know, Latino, Latina, normally get like two, three, and then I type in like woman, it's like, oh, 15 to 20 results. I'm just like, okay. Um, So it's kind of interesting how the main conversation around diversity in the tech industry has been revolving around the concept of gender. At least lately, right? Yeah, very, at least lately. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting in seeing how... um, you know, in terms of uh, representation of women in the tech industry, 
in a lot of areas, I know that they're at least double digits in their percentages. So I know um, open diversity data, I'm pretty sure I've seen like 10%, you know, some places 15%. So it's not as high as it could be, you know, that's still like pretty low in comparison because, you know, genders, um, they're going like male or female most of the time. So it's hard to really, it's still a huge imbalance. But then if you get into things such as race, intersectionality speaking, like, like I was telling you before um, we started recording, like for Google, for example, like the engineers are like one or two percent, like of their entire employee um, employee base. Yeah, employee base. So, you know, I was like, yo, that's like almost skim milk. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> so it's kind of interesting how although these numbers are really abysmal in terms of like for blacks and even Latinos, the main conversation has been around. Um, gender and i think it's even more important to address this in terms of intersectionality oh what's yeah, up no go ahead uh finish, oh, well, finish your uh, point first yeah just my thought is i think it's even more important to address this um intersectionality is because even if you're looking within diversity of the women that are being hired as well mm-hmm. i want to see more like fine-grained details of how many white women are being hired how many asian women are being hired how many of those women are black and latin um or latina you know yeah. And seeing that, like, you know, then we can say, oh, okay, you're hiring more women, but if you're still increasing that racial divide, is it, it's sort of like a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I will, uh, before we continue, one of the things that I will say is that the, even with the, the hiring of diversity, what has happened, like, I want to commend the industry of tech of keeping the transparency that it has, that it has kept Definitely. ever since from the beginning, because, like, we wouldn't be having this discussion had Google, Airbnb, and the likes, you know, not released not um, released their diversity data, data, right? Yeah. The diversity data, and they also openly came out and said that this is an area that needs to be addressed. So I, I really, I do want to commend that before we go any further, yeah. because exactly, yeah, they're doing like admitting that there is an issue is like a big part. Yeah, uh, it's a big step in finding a solution, but. And, I you know, do. for your companies that don't release your data, you might want to consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would be really great if every company just, uh, you know, released no. their data. It would be very nice. Yeah. Some nice transparency. <laughs> nice and transparency. But, I, know, I, I mean, I do agree, though, like, in the sense that there's very few minority in tech. And, like, as uh, you and I were saying, it's just that if we just backtrack through our conversations back in the times we were in college... Um, The the pipeline they have to choose from, at least from our point of view, is it's rather small. Yeah. Right. So, for example, like Notre Dame is not the the most uh, it's not the biggest like engineering school out there. Right. Definitely not. But if we just uh, consider it as one of like one of the school that picks that's very picky about the people that they, they choose to come there. And then you look at their engineering school. Uh, for me, for example, I was the only black student in my electrical engineering class, a class of 40. Yep. And was I the, was the only black computer science student in my for, class of, of like 65. Class. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> class of no. like, so essentially, <laughs> if you look at the, the electrical engineering graduation picture of, uh, 20, of 2014, I, Romeo Kuyangana, stands alone as the only black person in there. See, luckily right. for me, that computer science and computer engineering had some overlap. So I was the only black CS major. Yeah. And then I had my boy Walid, that was the only black computer engineering major. 
it was funny because like whenever we'd have classes together and one of yeah. us would like oversleep and miss class, we'd yeah. always text each other being like, yo, the black population went down by 50% today. We, <laughs> we can't be having this. Oh, but what I will say also this past year, the electrical engineering picture of the Notre Dame class, electrical engineering for 2015 has two black people. AJ and your boy? Are, yeah. Um, yeah. And Arno. So yeah. essentially like... They're making progress, even if it's just like one at a time. They're definitely baby making steps, progress. Baby steps, yeah. baby steps, but they're definitely making progress. So I would say that that's, um, you know, but so like if you look at it like that and you just see like it's slim pickings. Yeah. It's slim pickings even from the get go, you know? So like in that, in that sense, all of a sudden you start thinking like maybe is it, is it really the tech giant's fault that there's not a lot of diversity? You know, I mean, I will say, um, oh, what point down? So, like, essentially, like, I would say that the media in general is just talking about women in tech, right? Because mm-hmm. that, I guess we can uh, talk about that for a little bit. Like, yeah, behind, sure. why, why do you think that such is the case? Like, why is it that women in tech is like the only issue that's being pressed at the moment, right now? So I want to think I think that the women tech is trying is like being pushed right now is because as a black man, I don't have to deal with the same problems that a woman in the tech industry may have to encounter, like regardless of race. You know, think about the Ellen Powell trial whenever you have this sexual harassment or like all of that. And I think that really drives a narrative forward. And since there's a larger like female population to reach out to that can like relate more so i mean i've only been the black man the only black dude at notre dame's like cs class but we still had like 20 or so like women in our um class yeah um graduating class so there's more of them out there and i think that since like i said between men and women um you have like you know it's a larger group of people with women in terms yeah. of disenfranchisement and i think that's why it's revolved around the conversation like the conversations revolve around them more Granted, like women and like um, women experience like similar stereotypes to like black people as well, and that they're automatically assumed to be like less intelligent than men, mm-hmm. or like you know, as a black person, people judge me by the color of my skin and not by my character. You know, they think yeah. something else, and then like, oh, so where did you go to school at? Or you know, like, oh, Notre Dame. Like, oh, what sport did you play? I'm like nothing. <laughs> I was a I was a mathlete. You know, I'm an engineering major and design major. Yeah. So, um. There's there's like a very that. there's a very interesting uh, just a side note just to uh, bring your point about narratives. Uh, so currently, do you listen to Startup, the podcast Startup? Uh, no, I can't say I do. Which one is that by? Who's that? That's by? the one with uh, Alex Bloomberg, the guy who's creating a podcast company and podcasting about it. Interesting. I gotta check it out. I'll yeah. up that. So in one of their new season right now is uh, following two co-founders, two female co-founders in the dating. Uh, space and one of their episode i think season two episode three has a really good narrative about uh the struggles that african uh not african that women go through like through the process of like fundraising creating company and the kind of like psychological and emotional challenges that they go through you know yeah those those narratives like it's definitely great that those narratives are out there and i guess to this point perhaps my personal i'll answer my own question and say the reason why I think that uh, women are currently the the main topic for diversity in tech, besides being one of the strongest narratives out there right now, 
is that it just seems easier to solve, right? Yeah. It just seems sure. to be either there's like a lot, like a larger pool of female engineers to choose from than there are African American, Latino, and Hispanic um, tech people to choose from in general. Yeah, you know, so I can I see, I can, I can see that being like one of the reasons. Like, well, while the we can sidestep the issue of dealing with all the systematic issues that may come with how to bring about more. Uh, racially diverse engineers. Racial, yeah, more racially diverse engineers. Yeah, we can. The issue that we can solve directly, that we can is, bring about a solution, is how do we get the fee, uh, more female representation engineers. and like you know, and talented yeah. talent inside of the tech industry. Inside the tech industry, and that and that looks that seems to be an easier issue to fix and solve, while also having to deal with all the uh, sexual harassment issues that may come about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my personal view on why that is why that's currently the case right now. It just, yeah, seems, no, it, it just seems like more doable. Quote yeah. And that's very like reasonable. Um, like, you know, I agree with your analysis as well. Like it makes perfect sense, you know, and even though like um, would, the main narrative has been solving the form of gender representation, mm-hmm. I feel like you still have organizations that are pushing to fix those systematic issues um, that um, systematic issues that plague like, or that cause like this racial inequality within the tech industry like code 2040 is aiming to help increase like racial representation within the tech industry for blacks and latinos that's true and i think even as you get more and more like in um organizations to help especially um figure out a way to penetrate into these communities and provide mentorship because yeah. it's hard to get a young like somebody that's from a uh, um an economically disadvantaged household to get into programming how are you going to get them a laptop how are you going to get them yeah. to like you know people can argue you can go to the library but you know i know some people have grown up in like rough areas that don't you don't really want to be walking late at night yeah to the yeah. library late at night because that's how you get hurt or like mm-hmm. worse you know so i mean do, have you even considered that the fact that maybe some kids have to work extra to help yeah to have to, to help out provide yeah that too uh, provide definitely which means that the time that they have around their hand to just get interested in the whole concept of program might also be an issue. Definitely. So all these things are like things to consider. And as far as the organization goes, I know you mentioned uh, Code 2040 uh, earlier when I was just uh, looking up uh, this article on The Verge, I found yeswecode.org, which is also has a very similar mission to Code 2040. Um, essentially just uh, training uh, a bunch of african-americans latinos and just driving racial diversity and like their mission is a national initiative to help train a uh, hundred thousand low opportunity youth to become top-notch coders so yeah that's a good if, you, mean, if you're I looking so if you're looking for organizations that you know that you want to partner with and help out in your community i think yeswecode.org is one to look at i don't know how you mentioned uh, a couple other ones before uh, we started the podcast. Which, oh, which one were those? Um, so yeah, there's a coding while black. That one's still like sort of fresh, I believe. I'm actually going to see if I can like start one locally here in Austin. Oh, nice. Um, we got also Black Girls Code. So it's a lot of like aiming to get black women into the tech industry and the programming mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I know a couple of people that have like a couple of my friends that have like mentored at their events and all that. That one's really cool. And those are really the only two other ones that I know of. 
Okay. Um, so 2040, Yes We Code, Coding While Black, and Black, black Girl, Girls Code. Yep. Black Girls Code are the four that we personally know. And if any listeners know of anyone, please uh, don't hesitate to tweet at us at Two Black Nerds. We would like to have way more of these uh, So just so that we may personally learn about um, the initiatives, initiatives in the that yeah. are being undertaken and whatnot. But also, hi, so like now... One of the things that I was thinking about uh, when thinking about uh, this topic in general, I realized if you think about the path that is set up for African Americans, right? Let's say, like, when I'm a, if I, I didn't grow up here, so I try to put myself like in my younger self and imagine that I had, that I have grown up in America, and I'm trying to think, yeah, what would I aspire to be like if I really wanted to be successful? Like, what are the images? that I see on a daily basis of what success looks like, right? And to be honest, um, if you just think about culturally, most of the things that I see is just like either if I am black and I grew up in a rough neighborhood, I have a couple of choices, right? Sports. Uh, sports. Sports works very well, right? NFL, NBA, um, it, it just looks like the racial diversity is very much dominated yeah. By uh, African Americans. Alright, so there's that. By my mixtape, bruh. By my mixtape, exactly. <laughs> maybe I should become an entertainer. Who knows? Maybe that's a thing that's very lucrative. You know, I mean, you just hear all these rappers signing a bunch of deals, which makes them a lot of money. Even. Murder. <laughs> I mean, even. Shmurda. Sorry. Like, and the, how old is the kid? The kid is like 17, right? Yeah, but I think he's in jail. So. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but no yeah, exactly. He, he got still like a million dollar it. deal. Exactly. He still made it. And exactly. Chief Keef. You know, or even like deal. speaking of like Smurda, you know, or Chief Keef, then like you have the third option, which is really the like least viable option, least safe option, like pushing drugs because, you know, get rich quick scheme. Yeah, you know? get rich quick. I and mean, like, you, you could be 50 cents. Hey, he made it, right? Yeah, exactly. But then, like, when you look at the tech industry, right, and just piggybacking off what you were saying, like, most of the people that we are seeing that are successful are, you know, white men. Yeah, you know, white white males. Who just came straight out of college and went to college at an Ivy League school, most likely. Yeah, and if they dropped out, you know, most of the time the parents were pretty well off. Yeah, and if they dropped out, their parents were pretty well off. Bill Gates, Zuckerberg... Yeah, I mean, yeah. although I will say, like, they, I, one of the, I was listening, um, I heard uh, this saying that most of them did not drop, they didn't drop out, they just took, took leave, a leave, leave of, of absence. absence. That turned into a permanent leave. <laughs> that turned into a permanent leave because... I mean, it makes I sense, mean, yeah. I will, I will defend their dropping out for a minute because they only dropped out after they had been validated as their business being, like... A idea that people would be willing to pay for, and when, and then he put full time into it, you know. Yeah, they put full time into it, and the value of the things that they they were getting lessons that they that the college could not have provided them with. Yeah. So that is, I think that that's a valid reason to essentially drop out to pursue an opportunity greater than that which is presented to you by staying in college. For sure. Right. Sure. But and so, for example, just to that point of uh, who is currently making the millions or the billions, it's just that it's white male. And to be honest, 
one of the things in that the tech I, industry, right? Yeah, in the, the yeah. specifically in the tech industry. And one of the things I thought about is that maybe we just there's a, a poor PR campaign, right? Have you thought about that? Like, for example, so like we only hear about the companies that make billions, right? We only hear Insta, Facebook, Airbnb, Uber, uh, Google, Apple, right? Because those are the ones that made it into the billion range, right? Naturally, yeah. that's what most people want to talk about. And I guess like one thing that I didn't explore personally was like, what if there's a company out there that's made a couple millions, not necessarily a billions, but it's made millions and still a successful story, but no one is talking about it because it's not a billion. Bevel? You know? Yeah, there's Bevel, but there's also like plenty of other companies that yeah. I'm just saying like hypothetically, there's uh, you know, other companies like that. Oh, I remember. Worldstar. Yeah, exactly. He was on uh, Alex. Small, uh, small empires. empires. Yeah, Alex O'Hanian. This company's world star, like the world star. I hate it so much in principle, but it's ingenious in terms of like marketing and profit. It's like dude made money out of like nothing. It's commendable. No, so essentially, it's headed by an African American. His name is Q. Uh, I don't think he made it. He didn't make it through college. Let's just make that clear. His yeah. team is fully remote, and he built this business from ground up by himself, no funders, and he's making meal and literally setting what is culturally viral here in the United, in the world, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Right. What? But yet, no one, no one ever mentions that the CEO is black. Exactly. You're right. From You're Queens. Right. From Jeez. Queens LeBron. This dude made it. Made it from LeBron's and is heading one of the biggest multimedia, underground multimedia companies in the world. No one wants to talk about it because of the content. But if you think about yeah. it, he's not putting up the content. He's just saying, I'm hosting it. Exactamente. You know? And he's just providing a platform for entertainment that most people you know, whether against or with their will or via the Facebook messages sent by friends that they're just being consumed. Like, exactly. It's viral, get, you know, yeah, like, it's viral. you know, everybody takes it, you know, that's why it's like viral because nobody's saying like, yo, I'm put, putting this on Facebook. Nobody's put like, Facebook. Facebook. No, everybody's like, world star, you know, because viral. And if you want to see something go viral and blow up. You have to blow, you have to post that on World Star, man. Especially exactly. within the African American community, World Star is like the is the spot. And it's not just the African American community anymore. It's everybody. It's everybody now. <laughs> so like, so now the thing is like, but I just I was just baffled when I learned about it. I was like, wait, you're serious? The CEO of World Star is black? Why didn't I know this? You I mean, know? I would probably assume that personally. Yeah, but like that's not necessarily that's not hundred not a hundred percent true. But like, exactly, still, I no know. one knows it, and like because nobody talks about it. Like nobody that, talks you know? about it, right? Why and is nobody interviewing interviewing him? Are the small empires, you know? This, because he's hard to get a hold of. Actually, he's <laughs> really hard to get a hold of. But for example, like I'm, I'm just currently wondering: Are there other people like him who have multi-million dollar businesses made through tech, but yet are not necessarily like being all public about it? You know. That could yeah. be a thing. And I guess, like, the second thing that I thought about just coming back to the whole PR thing is that, like, 
we're not we don't hear enough like so i'm like you and i probably roll tech crunch on a daily basis like four or five times yeah and we just see like a bunch of like oh company x has made series a company x has made series b and whatnot yeah and um another company that i discovered through alex hanyan's show uh, small empires was uh this company called part pick what's what's up with that one Part because essentially it's, uh, uses machine vision to help you pick a replacement part for uh, your plumbing, your garage door, uh, things like that. So industrial parts like um, screws, nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. and things of the sort. So they use machine vision. Like you essentially take a picture of it, analyzes it, and compares it to a database that they have, and say, "Hey, oh, you should good. probably take th- this is the part that you want." buy it from our affiliates right that's cool yeah so but currently so essentially they're still like developing it and going through like their seed they were going through their seed fund i think last year and i was just surprised at the amount like we don't and the ceo female black from atlanta are you serious yes ceo female black from atlanta and that essentially also made me realize that there is not, there isn't like, even like the small startup community of African, of uh, black uh, startups, there probably are a bunch of black startups that we also don't hear about, mm-hmm. you know? So there's like this whole bunch of like uncollected stories that I guess like there needs to be, I think it would be great if they could be like, there needs to be some sort of like PR campaign. Black or Founders just, Conference. There you go. Wait, is there a Black Founders Conference? No, YC does a females founder conference. I like literally posted, I always tweet at Sam, just like, yo, when's the Black Founders Conference? Like, don't worry, I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you and Sam are probably like, oh, hold up. Yeah, I call them not to worry too much a little. Like, I need to quit doing it. But, you know, I don't know. Blackfoundersconference.com has been taken. Are you serious? Well, actually, there is a bunch. It's. I mean, I guess it's like a thing that we need to do our homework on just so that we yeah. actually know what's I'll up and what's down. happening. There was one in uh, 2013. Not sure if they did it again, though. But yeah, going back to your uh, PR campaign, I honestly mm-hmm. think that should, there needs to be a PR campaign to highlight these black founders, right? You know, I, I'm so like... In the media, we can stop portraying, hey, to make it in America as a young black person, you guys need to become like, you know, um, uh, entertainer, you know, like musician, actor, whatever, or you become a professional athlete. And I think think we need to have that third option or like, you know, or fourth option saying like, oh, hey, we can also be like an entrepreneur or, hey, you can be a really successful engineer. Like, Like you know, I want to be X, you know, like X. Okay, in the future, like Ihan Yakuchuku, because I'm trying to be that mentor. Like I'm trying to be that symbol of hope, and I guess um, what's the word I'm looking for? Idoliz. I want to say idolization. I want to be. I want to be that person that others look up to. You know, because I've already gotten emails role model. Now. Yeah, role model. Thank you. I've already gotten emails now from like young black men, like seniors in high school, saying, "Hey, um, hi, um, I found, I've seen some of your work online through like mm-hmm. X, like Hacker News or whatever, and it's like I really like look up to you, and 
I, you're at a point in your life where I want to be at, like, as a young black man, what can I do? Um, or tell me what you did to get to where you're, you are right now. And it's really humbling to get emails like that. It really, like, touches me because, like, it, sh- it, like, shows that I'm making an impact on the lives of others, you know? Like, yeah. they're just, like, because a lot of them have said, you don't see many black engineers out there doing big things. You just see, like, you don't see anybody that looks like you. So I'm always quick to respond to those emails, give them my guidance and my advice. And I really want to keep on going forward and, like, get to be a big enough name in the tech industry so I can help spread, like hopefully gain enough influence to help gain more um, young black men and women into the industry. Essentially, you want to get to that some Altman level and then you run like a... essentially. (laughs) You run a black founders conference that is actually, you know, that is to your liking per se. Exactly, you know, so... No, I agree with you. Mentorship, Mentorship is also something that's needed and... I mean, to be honest, we're not we're not going to go too deep uh, into what things could be done at the moment because, like, the, it's so multifaceted that there could be conversation for days that we could talk about this. And more yeah. more more likely, we'll try to have we'll try to come back to this topic as as many times as possible. Hopefully, with Definitely. Uh, people who are way smarter than us uh, and who are doing great things in this in this area. But definitely, we thought that this um, would be something that uh, that should be definitely mentioned and talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Quick, uh, also, just a random side note. Jay-Z buying a title is essentially also kind of a wave of saying that entertainment, right, is going to be, is entangled with tech. Yeah. Right? That's like, that's a, that's a commitment from like one of the highest paid black entertainers out there saying, Hey, Dr. Dre beats by Dre and Apple. I forgot about beats, that as well. Beats Sorry, by Dre just, by Apple yeah. Is also essentially someone who essentially who's making, who are like examples of like that entertainment, entertainment alone is no longer, is not necessarily the, the sole path that entrepreneurs or black entrepreneurs should pursue. Alone, yeah, diversify. You know? I mean, think yeah, about Fifty diversify. Cent, right? Fifty mm-hmm. Cent had vitamin water, and that's how he started making that money too. Like Fifty yeah. Cent, he did, when's the last time you heard Curtis rap? It's been a minute because he's been doing his entrepreneurship game. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> no, I think he recently released something that wasn't that popular, but it still took him a couple of years before he came back on the scene. Yeah, and so one of the points I wanted to make is that, for example, like if someone says, "Oh, hey, I want to work with Jay Z," the fastest way to work with Jay Z. Being an Today engineer is to be an engineer to work for title, and title. then you are actually working for Jay Z immediately. Exactly. I was just I was just thinking about it. it just randomly came through my mind is like, what is the fastest way to like work for Jay Z? Is like, wait, I can be an engineer, work for title, and currently work for Jay Z at the same time. So, exactly. Uh, actually, I've heard of some dudes that I know. Um, some of my buddies that I got connects with, they talk about somebody that works for Kid Cudi or something. Like Kid Cudi sponsors hackathons. Apparently, <laughs> so he gets to work with Kid Cudi like a brother, and like that's awesome, cool. yo. That's I'm really just like, awesome. I love like here that. I am working at Watson. I can be you know be with the man on the moon chilling. Like, <laughs> I mean, it all it all depends on who on who the your idols are, right? If your if your yeah. idols are, uh, it's if you if you think Kid Cudi is cool, then you know you're gonna go with Kid Cudi. If yeah, you think exactly. Jay, if you think Jay is cool, you go you, you go Jay Z. But most definitely, I would say that the the 
technology wave is currently you know is changing the world as we know it oh definitely and, you know i think that one of the things that uh need to happen is just that um racial diversity just needs to be something that is also apparent that needs to be real in the tech industry sure you know? yeah um is there any other point that you wanted to make on this specific episode i mean we will revisit it as many time as we need to uh, in the future yeah. I mean, so this um, is like one of the one topics that we always get heated about anyways, but yeah, Russell's by Jimmy's, but nah, um, <laughs> I think I've said all my points, like from the top of my head that yeah. I wanted to address in this uh, discussion around it. But like Romeo said, we'll definitely revisit this in the future, especially as we get more like um, thoughts and like see more news and maybe more discussion to be brought yeah. to the table or the mic. So Most definitely. And from- if, if there's any aspect that you think we missed, any awesome initiative that you know of that we do not know of or any other points you want us to discuss or like our, get our thoughts on exactly you know? most likely don't hesitate to email us at hello at two black nerds.com and Ihai, where they can where can they reach you so you can reach me at kuchu k-w-u-c-h-u and romeo where can they find you at uh i'm at Qui romeo that's k-w-i-r-o-m-e-o on twitter and um, this is a wrap. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Take care. Peace. Bye.